And if you can find a way to be able to allow them to use those passion skills in your overall scheme of what you're doing for your business, uh, it's a win-win for everyone. It's a win-win for your business. It's a win-win for them. Building everything around people. So it's so crazy. You said you wish you would have hired sooner something you learned in school. Did you learn how to hire in school? No. Okay. You said uh, improving your health and focusing on, on, on making yourself better mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Did you learn any of that in school? Nope. Okay. Then you said build your business around people. Feed their soul. Make sure you are giving them ways. So basically you said leadership, becoming a better leader. Did you learn any of that? No. Guys, this is my point. If you've ever asked yourself how to stop trading all of your time for money, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Wealth Code Secrets, where I'll be teaching you how to access the Wealth Code by creating solutions and value in today's ever-changing world so you can create unlimited wealth and fulfillment in all aspects of your lives. Thanks for joining me. Now on to the show. Welcome to the Wealth Code Secrets Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Todd. We are continuing to celebrate National Business Month for Healthcare Professionals, which is so funny because I just made that thing up, but it is well needed because I want to tell you something. Business has changed my life. It has changed the life of so many people that I have been able to have come into my world. And we're about to interview someone that I believe business has changed her life and changed her life for the better. Kelly Alhui, this is actually, I think, the third time that you've come onto the podcast, or this is number four. This is number four for you. So for the people that are hearing uh, about you for the first time, can you quickly tell them just a little bit about your story and tell them about the businesses that you're running right now? Yeah. So, hey, guys, what's up? I came into Greg's world in January 2020. And um, Greg has been my mentor. He's guided me throughout both businesses from start to hopefully not finish, but from start to and onwards. And I'm just super thankful for Greg. I came into his world having $800 in my bank account, not knowing a thing about business, not even wanting to do business. And um, now I have two companies that are just uh, doing really well, a physical therapy, a pelvic health physical therapy company, and then a business coaching um, company as well. Okay. You know what? Before I get to ask you some of the questions for National Business Month, uh, you are obviously not, well, maybe, is that your home? Like, where are you right now? (laughs) Where are you? No, I'm in Puerto Rico. You're in Puerto Rico. Uh, And are you there? You're on vacation, I'm assuming? On vacation, yes. And we're filming this August 31st of, uh, of 2022. You came into my world in January of 2020. Can you explain how business, let's not talk about me right now. Okay. Let's just talk about business. All right. Because all I've done is teach you business. Business has done. Okay. Can you talk about how business has changed your life? What your life looked like, uh, in 2019 going into, uh, 2020 versus what the last eight months has looked like for you. Yeah. When I came into Greg's world, I was working for someone else. I was so burnt out. My health was tanked. I, it took me like an hour to two hours, even just to get out of my bed. And I was just miserable. Um, I had no money in my bank account. Um, and it just, it wasn't the life that I wanted before then I worked for eight 
plus years doing that same thing in that rat race, having multiple jobs and just thought that that was my, that's the thing. Like, that's what we have to do. Uh, Student loan debt, all that stuff. Um, And over the last eight months, I've been able to take a vacation every single month um, and just... Stop right there. Did you say (laughs) take a vacation every single month? Yes. Every single month. Every single month. Yes. Yep. To nice places. But in, in different places, the not nice like, places. Yeah. Okay. Nice. To nice places. Like, yeah. yeah. Can you go ahead and show them that view? Don't make your phone go over. Okay. And that is Puerto Rico, correct? Yeah. Yeah. That's Puerto Rico. Yeah. Are your businesses still running? They are still running when I'm here. Yes. And they're running while, you, while, while you're there. Okay. So business has really made a huge, huge, huge difference in your life. It's ch- completely changed my life. Changed your life. Okay. So let's, let's get into this. Um, did you always plan on being a business owner? Hell no. I always saw all my other bosses like so stressed out. And I was like, I will never, ever do that. Yeah. You know something? This is part of the reason why I wanted to do this National Business Month for Healthcare. Uh, a, because it wasn't done. And I went back and I looked. Is there, any, is there a day that we celebrate for healthcare professionals being in business? There's not even a day. There's a day for you to realize there's a day for Lulu and there's a day for Milo. By the way, those right. are okay. All right. She's got a golden doodle. I got a toy poodle. There's there's national toy poodle day. There's national golden doodle day. There's national, there's a day for, and by the way, they're very, very, very important. Okay. <laughs> but you guys, there's not, there's no day. And I think that that is by design. I think it's by design because they want you to believe that you can't do it. They want you to believe that you aren't capable of doing this. And Kelly was eight years in and she was like, I didn't plan on doing business. So Kelly, why did you do business? Why did you finally say, okay, I've got to do this. Why? Because my health was so bad and it was failing that I knew I couldn't go on no matter what. And so I promised myself, I woke up one morning talking to my mom and then clearly with your guidance saying, you know what? I should not go on. I can't go on. Like, even if I wanted to go on, I just, my body was done. And there was a moment, um, there's a big moment where I was like crying in my bed for probably like five, six hours thinking I have to leave my job. And at that point, my thought was, even if I lived in a tent, I'd be more happier and content than what I was actually doing. And I was going to be able to thrive um, just doing that. If, if, if I didn't, you know, have a job and said, I said, okay, I have to quit. I literally have to leave my job. And so for me, there was no option. It was just the amount of, um, misery that I was in that actually forced me to look elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, this is so huge. I think a lot of you probably listening right now to the podcast, uh, either a you're in that pain right now. And you're like, wow, this is exactly what I needed to hear. I think some of you have been BSing around wanting to get into business. And I just think that for you, I I mean, listen, I'm not here to push you. I just think, you know, I wish for pain in your life. I, I, I hope that you get to the point where the pain becomes so severe that you realize that what's my worst case scenario. I'm currently living it. I'm living my nightmare. This is a nightmare situation for me. I hate my job. I hate the way that I'm serving people. I have no way of being able to pay back my loans. I have no, there's no ascension for me. It is a total train wreck. And when your worst case scenario, you start to realize I'm living it. Then you realize I have nothing to lose. 
I have no way of paying off my debt anyway, so I might as well go to more debt. I have no, I have no way of making my situation any better. And when you get to that point, the decision becomes very easy for me, Kelly. And I, I know listeners have heard this before. For me, it was Carrie leaving me. It, it was, it was such a no-brainer to take out 180k. It was such a no. It, it, what? Okay, so well, if I don't do it, I'm going to continue to work the 80 plus hours a week. And she's leaving. So it was such a no-brainer. I think for most people, they're so comfortably uncomfortable. They're not yeah. uncomfortably uncomfortable like you were. And I think that's the reason why most people can't do it. They can't do it. So they just, right. you know, would you agree? 100%. Completely agree. It just, yeah, you just got to, honestly, you just got to believe. And even if you're like unsure at first, you just got to say, you know what? I'm going to try this. I'm going to just get out and do it. And you know what? I always say, there's always another PT job that's always texting you the next day that you can just sign up for if you want to. Okay. Right. It's really, it's, guys, it's really not that big of a deal. It's, it's really not that big of a deal. You know what's so funny? I think, I think what most therapists, and again, this is National Business Month for Healthcare Professionals, but I think most people that are listening to the podcast, you fall into this. You're a dietitian. You know, you're, we have physicians that listen to this. We have a lot of physical therapists, a lot of OTs. But the truth of the matter is, is that you have the biggest net. Like you guys, we're not like, uh, like we're not working at like Mickey D's. Like we have such demand in our jobs that you can get another dead end job like what you have somewhere else. Okay. And I guarantee you the place that you left, they'll probably take you back because truth is nobody wants your job. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. So it's really not that big of a deal. I think that is actually the thing that screws most of us up is that yeah. because it's like, oh, the job is there. Like, oh, I, oh, I got to keep it But really, it's like, what do you have to lose? What's the worst case scenario? You go back to your nightmare anyways. You know? Right. 100%. Your, your nightmare can't get you out of the crap that you're in anyways. So you might as well do it. Okay. So you've now been on this journey. You've been in business now for it's two and a half years now. Kelly, two and a half years. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You, have you ha, have you failed a little bit? Have you learned some lessons? Have you ha, can, can you give the audience a few tips on things that you've learned throughout your business uh, uh, journey? Yeah, I would say the number one thing, which I wasn't really good at the first two years, was taking care of my own health. Um, I think health for me was a big learning lesson in the fact of when I started focusing on my health, it actually gave me more time and I actually was able to add on a business. When I didn't focus on my health, it was um, it was a struggle sometimes for the business to go. But when I actually focused on my health, I actually, I don't know how, but I actually now have more time when I focus on me instead of just focusing on business, 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 because my own belief was if I focus on my health, then, oh, I'm not doing business. So my business is going to fail. And I think that was such a false belief that I had. It took me about two years to get over Right. Yeah. I, I think what we have to understand is that if we're running a business, you have to be an operator. And the operator, the better the operator can function, um, the better the business can run. And yeah. so you have to make sure the operator is in good health, is in right. a good mindset, is in a good emotional state, is in a good spiritual state. And if the operator can run it better, then everything works better. Your sales works better. Your leadership works better because you're able to bring better energy. You're happier. You're not resentful. 
feel good and you just, everything just works better. It's just so much more optimized. Okay. Give me another one. Um, I mean, there's so many lessons. I'm trying to think of what, um, I remember you telling me, uh, the importance of hiring sooner. How about that? Yes. Thank you. So hiring sooner was massive. Uh, I think is a massive thing. So I, at one point in 2020, I got up to treating 50 patients a week for months. And I have to say, looking back on that, I had no admin. It was me. I was running the business and seeing 50 patients, which is crazy. I don't recommend that. Um, to actually hire sooner because I believe if I hired sooner, which I was very scared and most people are because it's a very scary stage, um, then I would have probably had even faster growth than I actually had. But I, I was actually, I think, holding myself back because I was scared to hire because I didn't know how that looked and if I could afford to pay someone when I could for the last eight, nine years, barely even paid myself, then I was scared to then let go and bring someone else on. Mm, mm. So hiring sooner. Yeah. And you were nervous because you felt as though, how could I hire someone when for the last eight and a half years, like I barely had like, I barely had enough money to take care of myself. Right. Correct. Yep. I mean, it wasn't that the numbers didn't show that way you could hire someone. It right. was breaking through that mindset. Is that correct? Correct. hundred percent. Yep. How could I pay someone's salary when I, yeah, I was never, never able to even afford my own salary or live, you know, have a salary. So yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I remember you saying the importance of now that you have a team of people, how many people do you have working at orthopelvic now? Uh, nine people, nine people. I remember you saying to me the importance of building your business around people. You want to expand on that a little bit? Yeah. So I think it's really important when you bring people on, what I've learned is really understand their strengths and really understand their deeper. Why, what motivates them? So many different things motivate different people. Um, so we all think, oh, it has to be money, but a lot of times it's not the case especially in the pelvic health world, a lot of times it's mentorship or um, maybe days off or something like that where they can hang out with their kids. And so knowing the deeper whys and knowing why your people are there and really building a foundation for that. And, um, you know, when I work for someone else, I also, I, I just hated the way it was run. So I always, I was very conscious of how I run orthopelvic and want to make it about the people because I felt like every other company I worked for, it was never about us, even though we did the work. It was always about, you know, the big corporation trying to make whatever and do all that. And so um, I think a big lesson I've learned is make it about the people, build your company around the people. So for instance, if I know someone is really good at writing, well, maybe on their downtime, I'm going to have them put up blog posts or I'm going to have them write Instagram posts, something like that, that's going to feed their soul and the creativity besides just treating patients. Um, conversely, if I know someone can talk a lot, then I'm gonna have them do workshops or I'm gonna have them go out and meet doctors and do some marketing. Um, so building, building a foundation or building the company around that and what these people are actually good at that, you know, that work with you, uh, I think is really huge to keep the patient, or not to keep the patient, but keep the um, therapist there and to keep feeding their soul of truly why they do what they do every single day. 
Uh, I love I love the fact that you said feeding their soul. I think you know people have these things that they like these I don't want to say gifts, um, you know, passion projects, passion skills, and if you can find a way to be able to allow them to use those passion skills in your overall scheme of what you're doing for your business, uh, it's a win-win for everyone. It's a win-win for your business. It's a win-win for them. Building everything around people. So it's so crazy. You said you wish you would have hired sooner. Something you learned in school. Did you learn how to hire in school? No. Okay. You said um, improving your health and focusing on, on on making yourself better mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Did you learn any of that in school? Nope. Okay. Then you said build your business around people. Feed their soul. Make sure you are giving them ways. So basically you said leadership, becoming a better lead. Did you learn any of that? No. Guys, this is my point. My point is that business is a different set of skills. Business is what allows you to help more people. In return, if you help more people, you are going to get compensated through currency. That currency is going to be money. What you can do with that money is that you can use that money to buy more assets and you can buy back your time. You could buy back your time by hiring. You could buy back your time by investing in uh, tools, software, coaching, guidance, whatever the case may be. And as you do that and you continue to make those investments, you can then say, I can make my business better through these investments and they can buy back more of your time. And then you get to the point where you vacation every month. You got it, y'all? This is how it works. And you don't learn that. All right. Can you talk about painful lessons? Because I don't want to sugarcoat it for people. I don't, like you guys, I want you all to understand that like, like it's, it's like whether you see it on Instagram or whatever, there are going to be painful lessons that you are going to learn and you're going to have to learn how to embrace pain. Tell us one painful lesson you've experienced during this two and a half year roller coaster you've been on. Yeah, I think putting out things and then like people not buying or not coming into programs or I think that that could be very painful because you start to feel like, oh, well, is this not good enough? Or, oh, do people not want this? Like, even if it's like your real big passion, um, I think that's that has been a learning lesson for me is just putting out products or programs and it not uh, going the first try and then being like, you know what, I got to do something different and retry and, you know, retry it. Right. Um, so you, you want to talk about that? You cool with talking yeah. about that on a yeah, podcast? Yeah, we can talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about this because um, so many people will say to me, oh my God, GT, I put out my thing and nobody bought. I need a pivot. I just had a student the other day who did uh like had a master class or whatever and i think like no one showed up or no one bought or something like that and the person was ready to just throw in the towel and i said well okay that's like kind of normal um you know but again i've been in this game for a long time you know nobody bought my thing the first time around you know um but i just kept on serving kept on going kept on finding out what people needed and what they wanted and then that same thing went on to make me millions of dollars the same thing that nobody bought the first time, right? So why don't we talk about you and your your second business, right? Uh, 
we can talk about that one. We can talk about the first business too. Did people just flood into your 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 place the first day you open up shop? No, no, they definitely didn't. And so you, my first business, Orthopelvic, I had to create a community uh, to be the premier person to go to in Northern Virginia. My second business, um, I I launched Pelvibiz. You guys may or may not know it, but I launched Pelvibiz. It's a pelvic health uh, event, okay? And um, no one bought. No one knew what the heck Pelvibiz was. <laughs> we had no clue. And no clue. Um, and, you know, it's interesting. I have to say this. Coming from, it's a really interesting mindset shift. Coming from a successful brick-and-mortar practice, okay? Then, guys, I had to go and basically start, well, I did. I started a whole new company, a whole new, basically, product. And you basically get, like, you have to go down to the bottom again. And you have to go through that pain again. And you have to understand, like, how you're going to build this up again. No one has a clue who you are. And, you know, you're, like, on this top of this high because you have this really successful business. And then you're, like, cool, I want to go through that pain again. Why? I don't know. I guess it's fun. And so let me start this other practice or this other business. And then now you're at the low low man on the totem pole again. And you just got to grind your way to the top and get people to buy. And I think that's the hardest thing is when you get, especially that big no, when you're like, I'm so passionate about this. And, but then no one buys, you're like, all right, it's going to be a big uphill battle. Here we go. I think this is really good that people are hearing this from you. A lot of people um, admire your journey uh, and they probably like, well, that's never happened to Kelly. You know, um, hopefully, you know, I've told you multiple times that happened to me and it sucks because I was, you know, say the big man on campus, but I was, I had a very, very, you know, well-to-do practice in Wesley Chapel and everybody knew me. And I could just stay there and do my thing there. And now you come into this digital world and nobody knows you, you know, and they're not going to buy your stuff, but you didn't quit and you kept on going, right? But it did feel, it felt pretty crummy. I'm assuming it felt pretty, you know, you guys, the difference is, is that some people say, you know what, obviously nobody wants my stuff. I'm out. And they quit. Kelly didn't. Yeah, no, you can't. How many clients have now gone through your Pelvi Biz program, whether it's your coaching, your events, you know? A lot. I don't know. I mean, a lot. There's been a lot. Yeah, we've had, I have now had, I think, uh, 40-something people leave their jobs um, overall and not be, um, not work for someone else. Like, literally work work for other people or work for themselves, I mean, yeah. Okay, so here let's here let's let's kind of break that down real quick. So you've had over forty people that have left their jobs and have gone on to now create businesses from this Pelvi Biz program. Pelvi Biz, okay. Pelvi Biz is a is a coaching program, but it's also she has events. She does events um, as well. Okay, so she does two day kind of immersive events with this, and then she does uh, you know coaching for people to actually grow their pelvic health practice. And she does that over uh, like a six month for some of them and then a year stint for others. So I, I want you all to understand that she just said 40 people through her program that nobody bought initially 
40 people have now left their jobs to start their business. I want you guys to think about the butterfly effect with this. So how many people do you think on average, your clients, your clients of those 40 people, like, have they just seen one client or they're seeing multiple clients every single week? Correct. Yeah. They're seeing multiple. Yes. Okay. You guys. So what is, what is the impact? What's the butterfly effect that has happened because of that? Right. Um, Yeah. One person now goes on to see 10, 15, 20 clients, you know, a month, 30 clients, 50 clients a month, hundred clients a month. Then they go on like Kelly and they go on and they hire another person who's seeing now 20, 30, 40, 50 clients a month. And then they go and they hire another person. Do you see the butterfly effect that has happened by just Kelly saying that when people said no, initially, that didn't mean it was time for her to quit. That just meant it was time for her to continue to serve and figure out how they could eventually say yes. Yeah. Guys, this is what business is. This literally is what you know business is. And one of the biggest things in business is just saying that when someone tells me no, that's just me knowing that that's one way that wouldn't get them to say yes. But I've got thousands of other ways that I could potentially use to get them to eventually say yes. And if I don't get them to say yes, then I don't change their life. So she's 40 in. She's got another 4,000 to go. Yeah. You guys follow me with this? I hope this really is, 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 uh, is resonating with you all. All right. So, so let me ask you this. Is there anything that you can give of value to our audience today? Whether it's a tip, whether it's something you have coming up, anything that you can give to my audience. Remember, yeah. it's National Business Month, so something around business. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just have massive belief in yourself. And no matter if you think you can do it, you don't think you can do it. I think you just have to give it a try no matter what, because there's always going to be something that you can fall back on, whether or not you think you don't have something or not, there's always something and just try it. And if it doesn't work out when you try it, then guess what? That's not the right way to do it. So try it another way. And, um, you know, if that way clicks or if that way, you know, works, then go that way and do it that way. Um, so I think the best thing is just allow yourself to try and play the game. I don't know. I like playing a game. So as long as you allow yourself to be in the game, then there is going to be a way that you can actually win. But if you don't allow yourself not to get in the game at all, you're never going to win. Never going to win. So I, I think, I think in, in closing, I think the biggest thing is what business has afforded Kelly to be able to do. Um, and I just want you all to kind of understand this. Kelly is not vacationing every single month because she's in business. Kelly's vacationing every single month because she is succeeding in business. In order to succeed in business, here's how this game works. Since she likes to play games. The way that this game works is that you actually have to serve people with something that they find valuable. Okay. So here's how this worked. She started this business called orthopelvic PT. Okay. She said, I have a skill. I've got to get people to be able to actually find value in the skill that I can use to solve their problem. In her case, the skill was using um, her ability to understand how to heal and treat pelvic floor you know, problems. She was able to pass level one of that skill. First of all, getting a client, someone to actually pay her money. And then she went to level two, which is getting 
more than one person to pay her money. And then she went to level three, which is now getting so many people that want to pay her money that she can't handle the amount of people that now have found her valuable. Then she had to go to level four. Level four is a big one. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so here's level four. Level four is now she needs help to be able to manage people wanting to pay her money. And then level five is, okay, so she got that help. She got this person named you know, uh, Molly, right? Then she went to level five. Now she's got to teach someone how to basically do what she does to get people to pay her money, okay? And then level six is you got to do that again and again and again. And then you guys do all of these things that she's doing. She's now achieving a level of mastery. Why? The only way this is happening because she's doing it. She's doing it. This is business, you guys. This is not traditional school where you're just learning about it. You actually have to do this. Well, you got to try. That's what I said. Just try. Just try it. Now, I want to tell you something. So Kelly was working with me and she had pretty fast growth, right? And this was in 2020. It's the end of 2020. I'll never forget this. And she was like, man. And by the way, she's crushing it. At this point, she's doing like $35,000, $40,000 a month, which is really, really, really good. And I know there's a lot of people in the business coaching, mentoring world that don't make that type of money. And they're out there and they are coaching away. And Kelly's like, Greg, can I start coaching? And I said, what did I say? You said, no, this is not the time. It's not the time. Stay focused. I said, stay focused on building your business. Because if you can now take it to that next level that you have now more employees and you now learn a different level that a lot of these other coaches don't know, which is leadership, which is how to actually pull yourself out of your clinic, how to do that and do that successfully, you are going to be uh, just not a very, you're not going to be a commodity when it comes to business coaching. Okay, guys, I'm trying, listen, on this podcast, on this National Business Month, we're trying to give y'all the gems on how, on how, she paid a lot of money for me to say this. We are telling you this right now for free. Okay. So, so she listened. She wasn't ignorant. She wasn't arrogant. She said, I'm going to listen, even though that's not necessarily what, uh, what I want to do. Right. Right. Now, here's one thing. If a coach is telling you everything that you want to do, chances are you have the wrong coach. You have the wrong coach because your coach is supposed to challenge you. You don't need a cheerleader. Pay for a cheerleader, not for a coach. Okay? A coach should challenge you. So I said, no, we're not going to And the next year, she did it. Now, with that said, when she launched it, it didn't go, it she didn't have a bunch of people going to it. It didn't happen like that. But once people started trusting her, she hit level one and then she hit level two. And in one weekend, she went from level three, four, five, six, and happened in two days. And now she's getting to level seven. You guys follow me? I hope you guys got that. Kelly, thank you so much. Now, here's the deal. I want you to tell them where they can find you, and you can go ahead and promote whatever you need to promote. Go for it. What's up, guys? Yeah, so you can find me at uh, my event. It's called Pelvi Biz. So any pelvic health therapist out there. Uh, it's in Tampa, Florida. It's in Greg's place. So, um, yeah, it's called Pelvi Biz. Uh, pelvic Health Business Growers, our website. And then uh, I have a physical therapy pelvic health company called Ortho Pelvic PT. And so it's Ortho Pelvic PT. You can find us on Instagram and uh, on the web. I, I want to ask you one more question. Um, one of the big things I wanted to do for this month is I wanted to not just bring in students and clients 
uh, I actually have a well-known physician in the area that, uh, I mean, I've worked with, but uh, he's going to be coming here. I want all these different types of people to come here because I feel like what a great time for us to actually collaborate. Can you talk a little bit about how you've used collaboration to make things better in your community for, for really both of your businesses? You've yeah. collaborated a lot and how powerful that has been, not just for your community, but for growing your business. Can, can you talk about that? Yeah, I think the biggest and best thing I did to honestly kickstart orthopelvic because I moved from California to Northern Virginia. No one knew me. Um, so what I did was do an event and it was a Be Well Women's Summit. And I decided to get 40 locally women-owned businesses to come together. We did a massive two-day event that was free to all of our community. Um, and I had the speakers pay for that, which is Indo doctor in our world, Indo doctors, um, naturopaths, dentists, Botox people, tattoo artists. Like it was so random juice bar places. Um, and we all came together as women owned businesses and promoted it out. And we had over like a thousand something people on in our community to show our community that this is what is like kind of the bread and butter. And if you guys need help, we are here to help you. And I think that alone was something that really put orthopelvic on the books because we organized it and um, made everyone say that, hey, these people are here and they're here to support the community big time. And I think people then started trusting us a lot. On top of that, I would go around to all the women or all the locally owned businesses, whether or not women or males, and I would just have conversations with, with them. Basically, I was interviewing them indirectly to see like what they were like, what they believed in. And so number one, we had then a referral list based off of that on people that we thought would be good fits for our patients. And number two, I started to learn their business models and started to see how they actually operated. And so we also, besides being the premier person to do pelvic health in our community, then I kind of started to be known for, oh, what's Kelly doing business-wise in her model? Because I, was, I came in different. I'm, we're at a network. Um, and the model that I had, everyone saw that we had massive growth and the model that was presenting itself was completely different than anyone in my community. And so now I ha I've had Indo doctors um, model the same thing. I've had functional medicine doctors, midwives model the same thing, chiropractors, and they come to me for business advice because of the way, um, you know, I've come into the community. M many people uh, struggle with not understanding that they could actually collaborate and bring value to other healthcare providers. You guys, the way Kelly was able to bring value to other healthcare providers is not by just saying, I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread. I'm the only person that can treat public health in the way that I do it. What she did is she positioned herself as, hey, I want to promote you and expose you to our community. You guys, the best way that you could collaborate right now with the majority of people that you would like them to be in your corner is by you helping them with getting more attention and exposure. Yep. Any one of you can do this. You literally can gain 60 to 80 friends right now in your community if you came up with a way to help them with getting more customers. I didn't even know how to work Zoom, guys, and I did this. I didn't even know how to turn on the on button on Zoom. <laughs> All she did is she said, I'm going to position myself as value to these people, to two groups of people, by the way. 
What she did, she said, I'm going to be of value to my community, but I'm going to, I'm going to bring all the people that I know in my community that could use any of these businesses. Okay. And then she said, I'm going to be of value to the businesses in my community. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to get them exposure to all the people that I'm telling to come to this thing. It is, it is literally that simple. It is that simple. And through all of that, who won? The people won. Who else won? The business owners won. And guess who won the biggest? Yeah. Yeah. Thankful. Very thankful. So awesome. All right. So um, did I ask how people can find you? I think I did. I think I asked that already. Yes, you did. Yeah. Kelly, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Um, on your amazing vacation in Puerto Rico. I appreciate you doing this for us. And uh, just, I'm, I'm just so, so, so proud of everything that you've done. Uh, and here, you know what? One last thing you would say to people that right now they're like, okay, that's Kelly, but that's not me. I don't think I can do what she does. What would you say to them right now? I would say really think about your why. And if you have any, just any little glimpse of some kind of pain that you are experiencing, because we all do, you may have to think about it a little bit harder, some more than others, um, go off of that and dig deeper into why is it so painful for you? And then just do the, do the thing so that you can get out of that pain. That's it. Guys, I think you're starting to hear this as these episodes are coming in, that everybody that made the leap, whether it was in the last episode, it took the person 20 years. In the episode before that, it took the person seven years. You're hearing from Kelly, it took her eight years. Do you notice this common denominator? It's pain. It's pain. It's just got to be painful enough for you to say, you know what? I'm sick of doing it like this. I'm living my nightmare and I need to get out of this nightmare situation. So thank you, Kelly. We appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you, Greg, so much for all your help and all your mentorship. It's truly been life-changing, honestly. So thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Wealth Code Secrets. If you haven't already, please share this out so that more people can get access to The Wealth Code. Now, if you would like to work with us and connect with my team, go to www.connectwithgt.com. That's where you can find all my free trainings, free resources, and actually book a free strategy call with my team. So looking forward to talking with you. Remember, let's make your days count. Until next time. Thank you.